If you're innovating, creating, or making a difference, this show is for you. Welcome to Over Coffee. I'm Dot Cannon. Here on Over Coffee, we talk with artists and innovators about the process of changing the world in terms of what they do. As soon as the pandemic starts, we realize that the robots can help to so many people around the world to deliver stuff that the people need without any contact. You look down the street. Coming towards you is a very cute four-wheeled robot. It's just about knee height, and it has a screen face with smiling eyes, which give it a toy-like look. However, it's far from being a toy, and it may actually be saving lives. This is KiwiBot, an autonomous delivery robot created by Colombian startup Kiwi Campus. KiwiBot originally started as a food delivery robot, but as we navigate the pandemic, it's also providing a safer means of delivering medical supplies both in Northern California and Colombia. Alejandro Otalora is the head designer of KiwiBot. Alejandro, before we get to talking about this really cool robot, KiwiBot, I'd like to know a little bit more about you as an artist and designer. How did designing robots and autonomous vehicles first capture your imagination as, yes, I'd really like to do this? Well, thank you so much for your time. I would like to tell you a little bit more about me. I'm an industrial designer, but I'm from Colombia. And here I grew up with my parents and they teach me everything about arts and science. And that was really important for me and for my childhood. And definitely at what time I learned that I want to create something that can change the world. That was very challenging in a country like this. Because, you know, we don't have so many opportunities. And then one day, some guy showed me about this beautiful industry. And for me, it was an incredible experience to know that I want to create something like cars or transportation. So since I joined to the degree in my university, I started to create something like buses, cars, trains. I even was doing some important competitions around the world before KiwiBot. And for me, that kind of experience was so many important and when I arrived to Kiribati I think was the perfect space to join everything together and create something that I really personally really love at this moment and the Kiribati is something that I feel that is going from my inside and from my whole team and they feel this passion in this design I think this is the wonderful of the Kiribati right now. When you first came to Berkeley and first came to get acquainted with the KiwiBot team, how'd that happen for you? Well, back in 2016, 2017, sorry, Felipe, who is the CEO of my company, he was traveling to Berkeley. They started a small project in this incubator called uh, Skydeck. And then he, they started to build in small robots, which actually was building with a basket and with some red dot with, with a small chassis. And they realized that they need something that can show to everyone that the keyboard can go to the next level. So Felipe was asking for an industrial designer in Colombia. And I showed my profile, showed him my profile, and for him was like, he really liked my profile and he makes me going to San Francisco and we started to designing the robot from day zero, I think. That was the most important thing 
because we never lose time. We really create the robot in a really short period of time. And we've been doing so many iterations and, you know, this kind of environment of startups and everyone working till so late help us to grow up as a company and in a very few time we can show something like a beautiful keyboard at least the first version which actually used the same chassis and we hacked so many things like using smartphones or anything that we can do even even we use zip tapes and even we use all these kind of things that we have close to us we build the first prototype and yeah, that was the first time that we create something that looks like a KiwiBot. What an amazing robot too. When you say that you go from ground zero to, you're just starting from scratch to build this amazing robot. What are some of the things you have to keep in mind as far as aesthetics go? What are some of the things you have to keep in mind practically? Well, that was, I think, the most important thing for me and for my job was that I realized the first, the very first prototype that they built used in a kind of a happy face with a mustache. And I said, when I arrived to Skydeck, was like, I really need something that the people can feel when they are walking on the streets. And if you think about it, how strange is try to navigate at the site at the same time with a robot. So I think hey, I should use this cuteness for own benefits. So I do some research and I realized that no other competition at this moment, like Starship or even like Amazon's code or even Postmates, they are not doing something like what we create at that moment with the keyboard. So I sketched, and my first sketch was like, try to set up something that works very friendly, very cute, but at the same time that looks very professional and can show to everyone how a robot should be from my perspective. And I think that everyone realized that as soon as they can see my first sketch that the keyboard has something very different in comparison to the other ones. So we say definitely we need to build this one and build this guy. And the first time that we saw this guy I mean, in a complete first prototype was, we really understand what is the full potential of this robot. What was that first day like for you when they actually launched KiwiBot and now it's going around the streets and delivering food? Well, I think that was from the day zero too, because at the very beginning, the KiwiBot started doing deliveries to everyone at the college campuses at Berkeley. So the thing is, all these years, at least these three years, we have been doing so many improvements to improve the quality of the robot. But we want to increase the quality of the robot because our clients demand that the robot becomes something much better. So yeah, that's why we are really put so much effort in create something much better each time. I got a surprise when I looked at your video because I was expecting to see a robot but I actually saw two robots and a tricycle. Would you tell me how these work, please? Well, that's very interesting because we have been testing so many different prototypes at Berkeley, and we have so many crazy ideas that we want to test route and try to figure out how we can create the infrastructure of tomorrow. One of those bets for us was 
we should create something that can integrate with the robots and can easily upload robots to, to increase the demand because we really believe that this combination between humans and robots is really possible if we can make them co-collaborate. So we create this tricycle and that helps us to understand that we need to be really focused on the robots and we also create that other projects like the restaurant bot, which actually can help us to understand how we can move the food from the restaurant to the street and how we can move the food from that point to the robot and the robot to the final client. So all these robots and all these years have been a lot of iterations about different kind of systems that can help us to understand how we can create a perfect system in the future. And that's our, our current bet. We want to create something that works a much in different cities in a much better way that actually works in, in Berkeley. Let's take a look today at where you are right now. You're in Colombia. And let's say that I have a coffee shop and you call me and you order a sandwich and a coffee. And now we're going to use your robots. First of all, do you even call me or do you get a hold of me via an app? And then how does that work? Well, actually, that's very interesting because our business model all this year has been changed. And we want to test something like use the robots, but between a B2B system. And what we really want with that is invite to everyone to use a key robots, not only the people who actually can I mean, have the opportunity to use Kiwi bots because we are in that area. What we want to do with, with a B2B system is that we want to, not for example, restaurants or delivery companies or even cities, because actually at this moment we launched a service in San Jose. And we want to do with, with the Kiwi bot in the future is that we can help the cities to understand the environment in a better way. You know, because this, with the sensors and the cameras that the robot has at this moment, we can understand how, for example, the behavior of the population and the streets can give us so many data and we can deliver this data to the cities. So the keyword is, at this moment is not only a robot itself, it's a robot that can co-create in a kind of uh, big infrastructure and that's our vision. We want that the Kiwi World works delivering food for people, delivering data for cities and even we are inviting to developers to join us and help us to connect the system and connect the API of the robot to increase our capability to expand and that's what we want. In the near future we want to expand our service to different cities around the world. As you invite people to join you, where can they see more about KiwiBot? Where can they find out more? At this moment, the webpage, you can find so many information about how to do that. But yeah, if, if you can send us an email, we can explain you how to join as a company. And if you can join as a developer, we can also explain you by your API, which actually is going to be launched in, in the few weeks. And I think that's going to be the next stage of the Kiwi. This is going to be open source uh, from my point of view. And I really love that because it's not like a product for a private thing. It's more like a public product. This will be an exciting one. You also emailed me prior to our conversation and said that the next iteration of KiwiBot is going to be awesome. What can you tell me about that without giving away any trade secrets or anything? 
Well, actually, I'm very excited about that because I think these last three years have been a lot of experiments and that can help us understand what should be the next robot. And at this moment, I feel pretty comfortable because the team is so strong. We know how to manufacture in the roads in China, in US, in Latin America, and that can help us a lot to build the next robot. And that's all process at this moment. We have an incredible and beautiful robot, which actually is going to be the best robot ever that we have created before. This robot is going to have the latest technology in cameras. It's going to be modular. And we can use these features to help the robot increase day by day. And I'm very excited because actually at the end of everything, at the end of all our effort, that's what be a designer means, is create something beautiful that the people can use and something that the people wants to love because everyone in the streets really love their and the keyboard and what we want to do is that the robot becomes something incredible talking about functionality i'm very happy because i already present the latest design to the ef design award competition do you know what is that no please tell me this is like the oscars of of the design but it's just in competition i don't know what is going to happen the jury is going to deliver the the winners in sun in, in January, February, I think. So I just want to feel that this robot can win a trophy like this. Alejandro has considerable experience already with winning awards for design. According to his LinkedIn profile, he won the 2016 Silver Award in Qingdao's International Train Design Competition. And in 2018, he was the winner of a Best Young Idea for Sustainable Mobility Award in that year's International Train Design Competition. We'll be looking forward to hearing more about this in 2021. As a designer and robot creator, it's easy to think you probably never make a mistake designing these, but every creative person makes a mistake. What's one really good creative mistake that you would tell fellow roboticists not to make that may or may not have happened while you were creating KiwiBot? Well, I have a lot, thousands, I can say that, because it's not too easy. I mean, the first time when Felipe talked me and tell me, hey, have you ever been a built a robot before? And I was like, yes, but the, I, I, seriously, I mean, that's really impossible. I never imagined face something like build a robot like that. So, for example, the first time when I arrived to San Francisco, I realized that the software that I was using was not good enough, and I need to learn much more about softwares of the industries really use. At this moment, for example, I'm using 360 Fusion and that was one of the, that California teach me about how to really process, how to really work with different people with thousands of teams. And at this moment, we have a strong manufacturing team that can support our design because we're using the latest softwares that actually are able in the in the environment. So that was one of the, I mean, one of the things that I really need to upgrade when I, as soon as I arrived to San Francisco. But other funny thing was when we arrived uh, to manufacturing the first version of China. And it is because nobody teach you how to really manufacturing products in, a, I mean, we were super young. And that means that nobody has the no knowledge about how to build a robot like that. And and we want to build something in only two or three months that, I mean, you need for at least six or eight months to build a robot. So our first 
robot building in China was very challenging. We had to build from the scratch with our hands. Literally, the CEO traveled to us to help us to assemble some screws in the robot and do some holes with, with different tools and that I think we really learned that we don't have to do that, but that was the only, uh, the only way that we find to deliver the roads at time at California, at California. So exactly like that, so many histories that I can tell you that, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that nobody can believe how this robot is building at this moment. I, can, I just can tell you that this moment, this robot is super professional and we really work well. But at that moment, back in 2017, was, that was the experience that we, what we had. And of course, I ask that because a lot of our listeners are makers and roboticists. And yeah. they'll say, well, for him, that's easy. And I really wanted to know, were there times that it wasn't that easy? It sounds like the answer is absolutely. What are some of your absolute favorite resources to recommend to anybody who is interested in learning more about building robots? Let's say that they're coming in like you were really very young, may not know everything about building robots yet, and they want to learn more. What do you recommend to them? Uh, I actually really trust in a way, not because we are from a country where it's not too easy manufacturing something, but if you want to do something, just don't don't try to build it perfect. Just push out your design from your head, and that will help you to iterate incredible fast, and that will help you to know if you if your product works with the people because at the end, the people is going to teach you how to improve your design. So just do it in a really short time. Just and just the things that you really believe are essentials and don't waste time in other things that you don't really want to, to invest your time because at the end you will need it. So... Yeah, and, and for me, from my personal experience, a sketch. I know that so many people think that a sketch is not is for professional, but it's a lie. Everyone can sketch and sketch something from your head to a paper. It will help you to understand what exactly did you need to manufacturing, what exactly exactly did you need, and that helped me a lot to build and to create something that no never else can imagine. And I'm hearing you say that sketch doesn't have to be perfect. It can just give you an idea, if I've understood you correctly, of where it is you want to go with what you're building. Yeah, definitely. That's, I think, and that's from my major, from industrial design. They say, uh, say hey, don't waste time. Just a sketch and try to do it as soon as possible. And, of course, perfectionism can be the absolute nemesis of any creative person. Yeah, but perfection came later. That's, that's the real thing. What a great creative lesson for anybody who's listening. Do you have a specific date when your new KiwiBot is going to be coming out that people might see? Well, we are working so hard, as you know, because the busy, everything is going a little bit complicated, but we want to, to deliver this road at some California the first quarter of the 2021. Wow, something to really look forward to here. We have not said one word about the way you reimagined KiwiBot with the onset of the pandemic. You were initially a food delivery robot, and what did you do after the pandemic came on besides deliver food? Well, actually, for us, it was an incredible opportunity to show what the robot is able to do. Yeah, because as soon as the pandemic starts, 
we realize that the robots can help to so many people around the world to deliver stuff that the people need, for example, in hospitals or cities without any contact with human. So actually, we started doing a pilot in California and I helped us to deliver so many sanitizers, I think. And I helped us to understand that the robot actually can work in these kind of conditions. We can just deploy a fleet of robots, for example, in a city and help the people get the stuff from the robot without contact. And But it is because in a moment like this, a robot like this is really needed. And that was wonderful. We are surprised at this moment that everyone demands a keyword like that. And we have the technology and we have built in the technology for the last two years. And that actually this was the perfect time for the Kiwi Belt. Where in California was your pilot program and what's the status on it currently? That pilot was in Berkeley. Now we are going to San Jose. In San Jose, we're going to iterate with other kind of service and we're going to use all of our knowledge to create the next infrastructure service of the liver. Wow. What has been one of your absolute best experiences as the head designer of KiwiBot over the creative journey you've taken? What's been a time that you'll probably tell your grandkids about 50 or so years from now? I would like to say that probably here in Colombia, I am one of the only young designers who actually have the fortune to say that I have been working in California designing robots. Actually, it's really crazy you think about it. It's not too easy to say something like that here. I feel very proud of my team and all that they are able to do to deliver our robots, which actually can use a technology like that. And I just feel like in a small part of a whole company, but I feel that we can do incredible things. So I feel very proud of everyone here. And I feel very proud about being the head designer of KiwiWood because I feel that this keyword, this little keyword has all my passion on it. Finally, Alejandro, if people could only get one thing from you and your work on KiwiBot or any of the autonomous vehicles you've designed, which we barely said anything about, what would you really want them to take away from your work about innovation, creativity, and making a difference? I would like to say that this is just the beginning. I want to change the world, as I told you at the very beginning of this conversation. I think we are able to do amazing things, but everything that we can do is because of people. It is because the people need something uh, that we can create for the benefits of everyone. And it's not because a car looks like it looks nice or because a tram can look nice. It is because we want to create something that works for the benefits of the population. So. Yeah, I think this is only the beginning, but I'm very excited about that. Alejandro, thank you for your time today. Thank you so much, Doug. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this time. I'm happy to be here. Hope to talk to you very soon. You and I have been listening to Alejandro Otolora, head designer of the KiwiBot robot. You can find out more about KiwiBot at KiwiBot.com, spelling the name K like King, I-W-I-B-O-T. KiwiBot.com. And that concludes this edition of Over Coffee. Thank you for listening. 
Listen to more Over Coffee podcasts at twomavericks.com. That's two, T-W-O, Mavericks, M-A-V-E-R-I-X, twomavericks.com. And you can contact us at twomavericks at gmail.com. The music you're hearing is royalty-free production music provided by Pond5 at pond5.com. I'm Dot Cannon. Here's wishing you a cappuccino day.